Uh, did they have the right type of charger? They had five of them. I got a blue one. Oh, sweet. Nice. Lou's having a pee. In the washroom? Uh, let's say yes. Well, now that I can charge my phone, all we have to do is get to Atlantic City, use spooky paste and creepy glue to activate the time-traveling powers of my magic cell phone, and go back in time to stop Herman from gambling away Scorponok. Jesus, is, is that how this season started? Yeah, we've really gone off the rails. Ooh, it's almost like we don't plan this stuff. Like we're making it up as we go along. Mm. Record an episode? Yeah, sure. Autobots transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast, Joe. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode 15 of Transformers Energon. It is Rodimus, friend or foe. This episode was written by Akira Okea, and the last time on Transformers Energon, Megatron launched three, let's call them comets, at Earth, while Kicker got buddy-buddy with some Terracons. And in this episode... Uh, Cyclonus is out skiing, I guess, through on the Energon grid? Yep, he's got skis, he's got ski poles, and he's just looping and flipping around, and he freezes debris from the comets from last time, I guess, and actual satellites and things with his blasters, and he sends them towards Earth, but the barrier just destroys them. Yeah, he's he's being nuts. Uh, been back on Unicron, uh, Cyclonus, or, or sorry, uh, a Demolisher starts talking to Megatron that... I don't know. He's like, Cyclonus is being stupid and he's going to get hurt. <laughs> yeah. He's out dancing around on them stupid skis. <laughs> <laughs> and then and, and Megatron's, he's like, yeah, he's an idiot. He's going to get hurt. But uh, don't call him Cyclonus anymore. Call him Snowcap from now. Na- oh. Hey, jackass. Herman. Shut up. Listen. Don't call him Cyclonus. Call him Snowcat. Yeah, we know. Shut up. hung up on me. That's Herman. Uh, yeah, he's Snowcat now, which I guess new toy, but whatever. Um, this this drove me nuts, Paul, where Megatron's like, eh, Snowcat now, whatever. Also, fuck the Earth. We're going to go somewhere else. Who knows where? Yeah, they're, they're wasting too much time on Earth, and listening in on this is a Terracon who is relaying it back to Alpha Q, who thinks Megatron will be coming for them. Which, uh, maybe, but also, hasn't Scorponok and Demolisher been telling Megatron... For I don't know how many episodes now. Hey, maybe we shouldn't be looking at Earth so much. We could go somewhere else. Yeah, like there's always Mars where the Autobots aren't defending it. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we go back to uh, the Autobots on Earth. We go down to the Autobots on Earth, and this is such a forced line. They're talking about, oh well, look, there's the debris. I guess they're seeing the debris from Cy- sorry Snowcat up in the air, and they're like, ah, the fireworks, ha ha ha. We're we're safe now from the Autobots from Megatron, and then off screen Ironhide's like, and don't forget about Snowcat. His name's Snowcat. Hey, remember. <laughs> Snowcat, it's not Cyclonus, it's Snowcat. <laughs> and Optimus is worried that Megatron is coming up with another scheme to revive Unicron, so he tells Inferno to call everyone inside so they can discuss strategy. And then Inferno asks for Ironhide to sit in for him instead, and Hotshot will cover from Iron cover for Ironhide, but he just asked for everybody. Like, well, why are they yeah. trying to get out of this? And also, like, Ironhide takes this as a great honor. He's like, are you sure, Inferno? And I'm pretty for I'm pretty sure Inferno is just, like, trying to shirk his duties. Like, uh, Ironhide, can you cover this for me? 
Please, pretty much. And yeah, Ironhide reminds Hotshot of when he was young and he wanted to be just like Rodimus, as though that's what they had been talking about. Like, where did Rodimus come from all of a sudden? And also, Ironhide's like, what? Who? Rodimus? Oh, oh yeah, the myth. Hey, you must really like him. He left an impression on you. And it's like, dude, in the last couple episodes, you've been reciting Rodimus's speeches. Yeah, but Ironhide heads off, and Misha worries that Earth still isn't safe from the Decepticons if, you know, the Autobots are having this high-level meeting. And with the Decepticons, Megatron has headed up to here with Alpha Q, and he wants Demolisher and Tidal Wave to go deal with him, but it's like a needle in a haystack, and space is really big. <laughs> that made me laugh. That was one of the funniest lines this series has, has put out, where Tidal Wave's just like, yeah, space is really big. <laughs> um, so Megatron, is this when he goes out and he like shoots a bunch of Terracons and yells out at Starscream? I think he's well, calling him out. At first, the Terracon that was around the corner from him, he's still listening in, but then Starscream appears and grabs it as it goes to leave, and he tells Megatron, this looks like the work of Alpha Q, and he's been using the Terracons to spy on them this whole time. We go back to Optimus Prime. Uh, this, was a, this is a so Gary Chalk Optimus, but he's like, all right, I know we're all safe now, but the war is not over. It's never over because war's driving the economy. Uh, we have to now destroy <laughs> Unicron and Megatron and his way of life if we want peace, because that's what peaceful people say. Yep, and Kicker says, I'm really glad. <laughs> and there's this long, awkward silence. We have Optimus on our side, and like it, it sounded like at first, Kicker's like glad that they'll never have peace, just the way he reads it. <laughs> yeah, which they won't. You know what? I had a realization, actually, Paul. What's the line that the Autobots always say? Till all are one, right? Yeah. And how do you become one? What do you become one with? No idea. <laughs> the Matrix. Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I see what you're doing there. When you, when you die, you become one with the Matrix. And when we die, we all become one with the Matrix. So when the Autobots say, till all are one, they are literally saying, this war will not end until we all die. <laughs> one way to end it. Uh, so Optimus is cheering peace by force, um, and they're going to... Ironhide has the tracking device he put on the Terracon in the last episode, which they're all gung-ho for, but Kicker is still pissed off about that, and I don't know why. Yeah, because Kicker says something like, oh, here we go again if we got to go into space to fight these guys. And now Hotshot has Carlos on the screen and doesn't hear anything, though, because the audio gives out. And then the video gives out, too. And then Rodimus gets on the screen. And Hotshot thanks him for the help the other day. And Rodimus is like, yeah, that's great. I got to talk to you, but this line might not be secure, so come to Mars. Yeah, so um, Ironhide uh, finds... He, Kicker's walking along. Uh, Ironhide finds him, and he's like, hey, uh, Marty says you're you're kind of a... Or she's worried about you. Um, and Kicker, you know, leave me alone, basically. And then Ironhide has... Like, oh, yeah, I guess, you know, hey, we're going to go into space, but I should probably tell Optimus you shouldn't come because you're a scaredy cat and you wet the bed. Yep, and then his hairdo alarm goes off because something's wrong, and I guess it can detect Hotshot leaving now, so it's one more thing it can do because th that is what's happening. Yeah, yeah, Kicker runs out, jumps in. Uh, they go up to the space bridge. Oh, I, I forget, one of the Omnicons comes out and throws a um, Energon star at them. And then Ironhide, like, follows after. And back out at Unicron, Megatron's just destroying every Terracon he can get his hands on. But then Starscream reminds him, like, they're just mindless machines. Like, what are you doing? So my theory, 
is that somehow Unicron is going to be benevolent in this series. Because with what's going to happen with Rodimus later, and the Terracrons being like... I don't, I, I don't, there, there's a, a third or another party there's got to be, right? Well, you know, yeah. we'll talk about it at the end of the episode. But uh, Sc- um, Starscream appears in front of Megatron while he's shooting Terracons, like you said. And he's, he's like, please don't do this. You got to trust me. And uh, swears his loyalty to Megatron. And Megatron says, oh, okay. Uh, then let's go kill Scorponok. Yeah, because he figures Scorponok will eventually show up to stop him from smashing these Terracons. But rather than wait, Megatron just calls for him, which somehow Scorponok hears on Mars. Sure. Um, I think this might have been a commercial break, but if it was, when we come back, uh, Hotshot arrives at Mars, uh, the ruins of Mars City, and finds that mineshaft. Yeah, he didn't realize the Autobots were still mining Energon on Mars, but nope, it's not Autobots. The Terracons and Scorponok come out. Yeah, and they, they talk a bit of shit back and forth, and then Rodimus shows up, and this is where I was like, okay, there's somebody else at play here, because Rodimus... It annoys me that he can't tell Hotshot why he's doing what he's doing, but he basically says to Scorponok, hey, fuck off, you're okay, get out of here, take your Terracons with you, and he won't let Hotshot stop him. Yeah, and Scorponok's like, well, you're late, man, but, you know, now that you're here, I gotta get back to Megatron, and I gotta pretend I'm still helping him, at least for a little while longer. And uh, apparently Megatron's got his eyes on Alpha Q, so it was... Rodimus spying on Megatron before through that Terracon and not Alpha Q? I don't know. But this is what I'm saying. So Rodimus, I mean, we're going to get into the action in a bit, but Rodimus seems to be working for Alpha Q or for the greater power of Unicron, maybe? So he and Scorponok are obviously on a team. The Terracon... I'll be honest. This scene right here suddenly has me reinterested in the politics of this show. Yeah, and Hotshot's like, what the hell, man? He's trying to revive Unicron, you just let him go? And Rodimus is like, yeah, I know. That's what needs to happen, and Hotshot can't believe what he's hearing, and I think this was a commercial break right here. Okay, so this was the break, and when we come back, uh, they talk a lot of shit, but Rodimus shoots Hotshot right in the chest, knocks him down, and then (laughs) Kicker runs up to Hotshot, and off-screen Rodimus stands around for, I don't know, a minute and a half not doing anything, while they charge up uh, Hotshot with an Energon star, that Omnicon that um, um, Murray sent after Kicker shows up. And then Kicker and Ironhide decide to chase off, chase after Rodimus because he finally leaves after standing around for a minute and a half. Yep, and then he, Rodimus, realized that realizes that that human is with Ironhide and thinks this is just perfect. Just keep following me. And he leads them to Prowl, who blasts Ironhide and then flings him away with the energy beam like it's some kind of lasso. This, okay, this was kind of neat. I like that, I really like it when Transformers have a personalized weapon. And I've never, I don't think I've ever seen an energy lasso with a Transformer. Tell me if I'm wrong, dear listener. Email the show. But (laughs) it's, I really like this. And then Kicker, uh, where does he get the sword from? Well, Skyblast just flies over and drops a copy of Megatron's sword to Kicker, who uses it to cut Ironhide free, but then Rodimus and Prowl power link. Yeah, I liked all of this, I'll be honest, and I really like the weaponry that, uh, I think he calls himself Power Link Rodimus, but I like the weaponry he has. Again, he tries to tell the kid, hey, you're too stupid and dumb to know what's going on, but Alpha Q is, I think he says Alpha Q's interested in you. Yeah, very interested in you, but then the 
yellow star saber that isn't the star saber lands in between them and then Ironhide lands in behind it and he tells Rodimus to leave his partner alone. Then I think this is when, um, oh God, who, who's the guy? He's hoist, but not hoist. He's the oh, uh, landmine. Yeah. Landmine. Yeah. Um, he shows up and Rodimus basically, you know, they're outgunned now and he just basically says, hey, fuck off. Yeah. He also mentions like, you know, I'm your superior officer, but Ironhide doesn't care. And I guess Rodimus doesn't care anymore either. And, and just tells landmine, to let him go. And they transform and leave. Yeah. But they'll meet again. And I do want to say again, the guy, whoever does Rodimus' voice, Man, it is a good voice. And Ironhide regrets having pulled a gun on his superior officer, but Hotshot comes over and says he did the right thing, and what do you think Optimus would have done in that situation, Ironhide? And I think this Optimus would just tell him to go to bed. <laughs> um, uh, and, oh, they, they, then we go, like, to the Martian sky. They, the Decepticons are flying away. Didn't Megatron say something about this earlier, about sending Tidal Wave and... Um, uh, one of the other Decepticons to go watch Scorponok because he thinks he's stealing Energon, but they they show up and they're they openly say to him, "Hey, we're here to escort you to make sure you take the Energon back because Megatron doesn't trust you and is I don't know showing his entire hand." Pretty much because Megatron flat out asks him whether he's been uh, Scorponok has been supplying Alpha Q with Energon and whether he knows where Alpha Q is hiding, and Scorponok denies both. And then we go to Alpha Q who says, "Oh, Scorponok betrayed me, but." No, he didn't. He Yeah, and then whatever. Megatron has Scorponok strapped to another one of those comets on this little thing on top of it, and he's going to use him as bait for Alpha Q, and then Snowcat skis up to him, yodeling. Yeah, okay, that was weird. I, they're making him even crazier than Cyclonus. This was... I don't get the whole bait thing. It basically seems like... I'm going to bet in the Japanese version, he would. this is just punishment, and he's killing Scorponok. Uh, but because bait makes no sense, and but somebody trying to sell this to an American audience was like, we can't just kill Transformers. But this was kind of badass, where the comet heads towards the energy grid, and we just get a shot of Scorponok's face as he's roasted alive. <laughs> Kicker is worried about going back into space with the Autobots, and Ironhide flat out accuses him of being scared. Well, yeah, as you should be, and especially after he went through as a kid. But then he turns around and eagerly goes after Hotshot with Ironhide and Skyblast to Mars. And not for the first time. He's been to the moon more than once, too. Like, how are Mars or the moon any better than space, Kicker? Sure, there's gravity. You're not going to float away. But it's still just as dangerous. It, why didn't they tell anybody they were going after Hotshot? And for that matter, why didn't Hotshot say anything before he left? It's not like Rodimus told him to keep it hush-hush that he had to come here. He'd have to tell the Autobots when he got back anyway. Even if Hotshot agreed with Rodimus, did Rodimus expect the Autobots to think Hotshot came up with the idea to allow Unicron to be rebuilt on his own? Uh, they're not going to say, well, we have no more questions. They're going to be like, man, are you high? They're going to want reasons. So give them something. Give them something to tell them. Tell them the real reason. There has to be one or make shit up. If Here we are at the end of another episode of Defin Piss. This episode was Rodimus Friend or Foe. It should have been Rodimus, comma, Friend or Foe, yeah. question mark, but it's Rodimus Friend or Foe. Uh, Paul, did you like or hate this episode? It was a bit clunky, but the plot thickens. Like, is is this a fourth faction or is Rodimus working with Alpha Q? Like, He's definitely not with Megatron. We can we can definitely tell that, but is is it now four things all kind of you know pulling Unicron in different directions or or trying to prevent 
Unicron from being pulled in different directions. And we can tell he's not working with Optimus. A couple times in the episode, he was like, look, I respect Optimus, and he's protecting Earth. But, like, he's, he's yeah, he's working. So he's not working with the Autobots, arguably. Or maybe we find out that Optimus went rogue, and he's actually nuts. Um, <laughs> yeah, I want more Rodimus. I want more politics. Yeah, it's, uh, like I said, the plot thickens. Absolutely. Um, let's hope they don't biff it. It'd be, it'd be mm. nice if this series stay good it's, it's just like it's teetering on the edge of me really liking it or just going oh fuck this well then they also they put in things like snowcat like what is it's a guy on skis and ski poles skiing around space yodeling like what in the fuck is that it's 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 something uh, uh, the next episode Paul and I are going to review is Go for Unicron! Um, if you want to go for broke, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at John7PositPmix1. You can also email the show at TransformersNitpickers at gmail.com. Yep, make sure you rate and review us on your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, and tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at TransformersNitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on transforming! See you later! Space is really big.